Hey folks, it's us, podcasting wonderkins John Bishop and Lucas Southworth. Although this is a podcast about cars, it is not age-appropriate for the target demographic of these films, as we usually end up talking about the reproductive organs of Lightning McQueen. Alright, now let's take a look under the hood. Lucas Southworth. And I'm John Bishop. And welcome to The Chat, The only podcast brave enough to ask the real question. Hey, what's up with cars, you know? Like, that's a good question. That's a good question. You know, yeah. you know what, though? Huh? What's up with planes again? Oh! Let's talk about planes. Also, yeah, some cars. We are, in fact, going to talk about some cars. Are we, though? Like, at least one of them is a car. Which one's that? Some of them are construction equipment, but one of them's just a car. Which one's that? I don't know. I think her name's Dynamite. Wait a minute. Oh, dang. I was hoping you were going to say CAD. Which brings me to my <laughs> fun fact of the day. <laughs> Wait, before that, we have, we're talking about the firefighters <laughs> from... Planes, fire, and rescue. We never said that. That's what we're doing. We're doing, I don't know, is this an autobiography? This is a profile in courage. Yes, an autobiography. I never once suggested another name, and you all know that. See, I... Go ahead and give me that fun... Okay, I'll... Okay. Fun fact of the day, the definition (laughs) of the name of a character... You want to go ahead and try and just tell me what you think the word CAD means? Tell me which one is CAD first. Alright. CAD is the bad guy. The guy who's in charge of the yes. fuselage. Alright. So the CAD spinner, okay. Yeah, the, the definition. The definition of CAD. A man You wanted me to guess. Okay, okay. I don't want to guess. Go for it. Uh but CAD is, I don't know, Sound it's like an old-timey like insult. Like, ah, you CAD. You're a CAD. Yep. Like a fake, a phony, is my guess. All right. It is a man who behaves dishonorably, especially a woman. It's, it's a dishonorable person. I mean, he is. Yep. He puts lots of lives in danger, as you remember from, I don't know, an episode ago, three episodes ago. We haven't decided where this is going to go yet. Uh, <laughs> all very true. All right. So yeah, yeah, his name is Cad, and he's just a a bad dude. Which brings and me he spins. Which brings me to a fun fact of the day. He's a Cadillac. That's it. Was that the not very, or was he, he's a oh, Cadillac? Okay. okay. Was yeah. the first one you're not very fun, or were you just doing two fun like you do sometimes? I was just doing like a one and a half fun facts. It's a reason that I wanted to call today, specifically, Profiles in Courage, colon, an autobiography, colon, firefighters. <laughs> it's because they're heroes. They got all the courage. And I thought, what, That's... like, when would that name apply better than this episode, specifically? This way we get to use both names. Hmm. I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> That it be confusing. Is understandable. And here's the it's we, a, we should have one name for our series of the series. The series things. is autobiography. This one is just autobiography. Profiles in courage. It's, it's like the name. It's like it's it's the name of the autobiography. Hmm. John, you spent like a long time last time convincing me not to call it profiles in courage. So I'm not going to do that. <laughs> All right, that's fair, that's fair, that's fair. All right, so we are talking about the firefighters from Planes, Fire and Rescue. Yes, that is what we're doing. Specifically, they are Blade Ranger, Cabby, 
Wind Lifter, Dipper, uh, Maru, and then the Smoke Jumpers, who are Dynamite, Drip, Blackout, Avalanche, and Pinecone. Wait, I wanted to do a thing before I said those. That is All right. the perfect transition. We're doing so great with transitions today. Oh, like we always, every time do, Johnny. For sure. Uh, that is the perfect transition to our fresh wiki, wiki, wiki quote of the day. All right, give me, give me that uh, Wikipedia quote of the day. First off, I want to say that was another listener submitted name for the segment. Thank you to number one fan faith for doing that. Uh, but of course, we are on disney.fandom.com slash wiki slash smoke jumpers, which the smoke jumpers won. Cool name, am I right? Absolutely. The smoke jumpers are the little, like, construction equipment from planes, fire and rescue. They jump out of a plane and their cars, and they which ruin, is very confusing. And they ruin then, theories on, like, evolution and dinosaurs and all that jazz. It's, it's great. It's great. Yeah. I'm so glad they were included. And they basically, yes, <laughs> they basically just dig fire lines and, you know, you understand firefighting. Uh... <laughs> I don't, but, but let's keep going. <laughs> yes. Just several of their names are, in fact, nicknames based on... Let me just give you an example. There is Drip, uh, the outgoing dude who is always leaking oil, uh, which is why I assume he's called Drip. I feel like it'd be very bad to be leaking oil if you're a firefighter vehicle. Well, is, is, Do you disagree with that? The oil, not the, like, the gasoline. Is oil not also flammable, just to a lesser extent? It depends on the oil. Okay, clearly I don't know what I'm talking about. Anyway, but it's still like a weird thing he has a nickname for. Then there is Blackout, who is tough and over-eager. Blackout once accidentally sawed down an electrical line, <coughs> cutting power to the lodge for weeks and sending shockwaves through his short-term memory. At least he thinks so. Is that... Is that the one that shouts every line? No, John, that is Avalanche, <laughs> earned his name after triggering a massive slide, but the bulldozer, who can coincidentally lacks an inside voice, claims he was nowhere near that snowbank. So, like, several of these are just <laughs> named after times they messed up real bad. At least two of them are. And there's one who's named after the fact that they have a very short temper, and that is, of course, Dynamite. And, of course, the last one, Pinecone. <laughs> one, can you imagine if you are if you were in, like, a group, you're, like, known as a group, and the, your group mates were Dynamite, Drip, Blackout, Avalanche, and then you were Pinecone? I'd be mad. Uh, <laughs> I admire that you were willing to go ahead and add in Drip, because I don't really think that Drip is a very, like, intense name. That's fair, but it's better than Pinecone. I mean, is it, though? Because we've already talked about how, like, in in Cars 2, Mater, Mater is publicly shamed by someone pretending that he was leaking oil, and that yeah. was him peeing himself, and this guy just constantly yeah. drips? So... Basically, his nickname is Puddles because he's always peeing himself. That's fair enough. But anyway, Pinecone is equipped with a rake tool to clear brush and debris and is an easygoing southern soul, which is what his whole entry on the Smoke Jumpers page says, which I like a lot. It's really uh, but none of that is the wicked, 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 wicked quote of the day. Uh, <laughs> I did a worse job that time. Uh, we are going down to the trivia section, as we so often do for that, uh, and it's the only entry for trivia on this one, and it's somehow Avalanche's voice by Brian Callen for the US is heard on the film film's UK home video instead of Bear Grylls. What? Who? Bear... I, 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 I said the same thing. Uh, but Bear Girls voices Avalanche in the United Kingdom release of this movie. Why is there a United Kingdom release? You know, 
I wouldn't think they would have to adjust much for the United Kingdom from this movie, but apparently they did. You know, I always get bothered by the fact that like every single American movie, when they want someone to be speaking another language, if it's not like a really classy movie, they tend to just do this thing where they're they're speaking completely in English, but with an accent. And it's just like, that's, come on. I get it. Americans don't want to have to read, but like, come on. But they have someone speak accented English just so that they're, it's the same language. Yep. Yeah, I, I mean, that's a thing. Like, I, I always hear about slight differences, like, like there are differences in Captain America's list and like uh, uh, the Winter Soldier based on the release, but like that—that's not recast. Yeah, we're talking about paying a celebrity to do something that's completely unnecessary and probably a pretty hefty amount. That's—it's so yeah. dumb. I'm not disagreeing. Could also be like a thing they do for like. I don't know, animated movies fairly often? I couldn't tell you. But that's weird. Bear Grylls' voice is a tiny construction vehicle, but only in one region of release for this movie. Yeah. So, I don't know if there's ever going to be a good time to bring up my uh, not-so-fun fact of the day, on account of, like... We're getting them all out of the way. Go ahead. Well, the thing is, it should have happened exactly when the other one happened. Okay, so... The not-so-fun fact of the day is... So, so guess what the alignment is listed as for CAD? Like, is it a D&D alignment, or is it just like... Pretty much, uh, yeah. Okay. I would say he's like lawful evil. No, 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 no. Neutral evil. Says good. Later, now neutral. When he hmm. nearly kills... No, I'm not so sure about that. When he nearly kills hundreds of people, he gets demoted from good to neutral. Yeah. He steals... I don't know if you could... He steals water from firefighters, nearly killing a lot yeah. of people. His name means a man who behaves dishonorably, and yeah. he's only demoted to neutral. Not to mention that he was—he started off being good. <laughs> yeah, that's also not great. Uh, huh? Yeah, I don't think that was a great choice on their part, whoever made that wiki entry. But so I'm gonna list his personality traits: rude, selfish, happy, greedy, stubborn, flamboyant, oh. arrogant, friendly to certain people, like Dusty. Huh. So, like a positive trait a neutral trait, and a half-positive trait, but it's really a bad trait because it's only to celebrities. Yeah. He's a bad dude! Goal. He's very bad. Goal, to be rich and to make his guests happy. I guess making people happy is the entirety of their reasoning for good. He doesn't care if they're happy or not. He cares if he gets, like, good reviews for his fuselage. Which is only gonna happen if they're happy. No, I know, but, like, he doesn't want them to be happy to be happy. He wants them to be happy to obtain a goal of his. Dislikes. Guests being angry or hating him. People urging him to make <laughs> the correct choice when he tries to reopen his lodge. <laughs> I mean, don't we all hate that, though? <laughs> don't you just hate it when you've got a multi-million dollar lodge and... What can only be described as a very fire-heavy area. <laughs> and someone's like, hey, let's worry about safety. Yeah, you know, it gets my goat. And I do, di probably not a joke, would dislike it if guests hated me. So that one I get. <laughs> if I had a lodge and the people that I was serving hated me, I think that would be a dislike of mine. <laughs> Yeah, certainly, certainly would. You want to talk? All right, let's talk about the heroes. Yes, finally, John. All right, we got heroes like Maru, Cabby, Windlifter, Lil Dipper, Blade Ranger, and the Jumpy Boys. 
Smoke Jumpers. They have a cool name. Who do we want to talk about first? Actually, let's go ahead and say the thing that's weird. So I would like to just refer to all of them as the firefighters. But, uh, Lucas, what's their actual name? Uh, they are referred to as the Air Attack Team. Uh, sometimes more specifically as like the Piston Peak Park Air Attack Team or the Wildfire Air Attack Team. But Air Attack Team's always in there. So, so they're named that because they, they attack the air? Or because they attack from the air? See, yeah. Who are they attacking? What do they attack? I guess they attack fires, but that's really... I wouldn't consider that an attack. Yeah, like, the verbiage is a bit weird, but, like, all in all, I understand they attack fires from the air. Like, if you want to go for an aggressive word, you could even do, like, suppression or elimination, because they're getting rid of fire. They don't attack the fire. See, they're trying to destroy this fire, though. I think they that attack is an ac- accurate word. It's just a weird word to use for what are very positive force in the world. See, that's that's the thing. I'm trying to get to a, a major point right now of why are they called firefighters? Well, John, see, you always do this. You lead me in and... <laughs> Make me not realize the obvious thing I could say in response, and then you say it. Ugh. Yes. They fight, they attack. Gosh, I'm mad. Always mad. (laughs) If they're firefighters, then yes, they're attacking the fire. (laughs) Such a contrarian. God. (laughs) Okay, so so here's a little peek behind the curtain. Or is it, what is it, what is it that uh, Griffin says? Uh, Gotta part the kimono? Oh, part the kimono. I'm gonna part the kimono a little bit. Uh, Lucas has a time or two mentioned something along the lines of, hey man, I notice you're a little bit more antagonistic at this point. It's great if we disagree on something. So like sometimes I'll say things that are supposed to be intentionally not like that good of a thing to say hoping to get a response and then i don't get the response that i would expect and i just uh, i can't resist it's stupid i don't so like it when he does that <laughs> sometimes i have to fight myself <sighs> i did a fine I, I did a fine job saying attack is a fairly accurate word you're fine i just was trying to Good say point. Uh, like there there have also been episodes where i do a lot of no, that's stupid, John. And I was trying to be like, okay, maybe and, if not, yes and. See, it's. I think it should always be yes and or no but. That way there's always an addition or something else that could be there. So firefighters. Yes, finally. All right. <laughs> Let's talk about... One of the most problematic people in this entire film. All right. You know who I'm talking about, of course. Yes. Cabby. I do. So Cabby is is a... I'm just not going to guess if you're going to do this. (laughs) Well, the joke is that it was supposed to, like... Honestly, I think I'm choosing the the least offensive person in it. All right. I know. I knew it wasn't going to be whoever I said was the joke. (laughs) It wasn't, it wasn't that you were going to be wrong. It's that I was definitely wrong. (laughs) That was my joke. All right. So Cabby, what is Cabby? Well, John, I am on Cabby's, uh, if I can do a a late breaking wiki quote of the day real quick, (laughs) I am on Cabby's uh, Disney fandom wiki here. And it says, Cabby is a jolly old ex-military transport plane. Cabby used to drop airborne utility vehicles behind enemy lines in Korea. Yep. So, so I wanted to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, I think we probably should. Uh, I didn't do any research for this episode, man. Let me tell you what. Oh, I've, I've done a bit of research. So he is an should. ex-military transport plane. That's what he is. Yes. Which just 
man, they really like including just any reference they can to like the fact that these these vehicles they fight and die. I mean, the planes movies do, surely. Yeah, <laughs> the, they <laughs> these wars, they're they're not only real, but they have affected this world in a substantial enough way that like everybody knows someone who has served. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, Dusty's friends with, like, a good number of veterans from, I think, different wars. Well, there was the I, I, Korea. There was uh, World War Two. I, I think the... the was uh, his, Shoot. Like, was the... Oh, shoot, what is that guy's name? Guy from the first film. Mayday. Mayday, Mayday. Mayday is... Oh, Mayday is, I think, also Korea, is what I was going to say. Mayday is the old firefighter from this one. He served in Korea? It was like the 50s, so I think so. I didn't know he had served. I thought he was just... I don't know. I could be wrong. Clearly, I don't know what I'm talking about. You all know this by now. I was thinking the... the uh, His grumpy mentor. Humvee? From the first one. No, not his mentor. The Just the guy who's like, All oh, these hippies. Oh, Sarge. Sarge. How did I not... Man, these names... How do I not remember these names? His name is Sarge. Yeah. It is. He's the military one. Okay, you're talking cars. I was still in planes mode. Yeah, like, just so many characters. So many ex-military. Alright. So... So he is an ex-transport uh, plane. Or ex-military transport plane. He, uh... He is another example of a character whose entire job is just transportation. Which, again, so many people's jobs in this universe is just transportation. You race, you transport, you you fight fire, I guess. And... No, he... Yeah. He just... And like... And then there's forklifts that do everything else. I guess he just... So he's the plane that the the smoke jumpers jump out of. So I guess he just, like, Mm -hmm. takes them to the fire. They jump out of him. And he goes back to the base, you think? I think he probably just, like, waits. Or... Actually, I don't know. There's no need for him to... It's not easy for him to pick them up. Yeah, he's much too big. He's like a like a cargo plane sized plane he he couldn't like land in the forest i think he just goes home there's no need for him to like he as far as we saw he doesn't have any other firefighting capabilities so i think he just goes throws them into the fire and is like okay well my part's done i guess and goes and sits by the at the base with maru and waits for him to come back Oh boy, Lucas, you stopped that wiki quote too early. Oh, did I? I'm gonna go ahead and say the next line. Now he drops smoke jumpers at Piston Peak. It's a lot like combat, but Uh. nobody's shooting at him. Oh boy. Why would they give us his maximum takeoff weight? That's just important information. His maximum takeoff weight is 74,000 pounds, if you were wondering. I'm glad, I'm glad you said it. All right. All right, so he is modeled after a flying box car. That's interesting, I guess. The Fairchild C-119. One thing that makes Cabby interesting to me is he's so big that I think they couldn't figure out how to put him in a lot of, like, the situations. So he's not in the movie all that much, even compared to the other side characters who are not in the movie all that much. I feel like you see his butt almost like half as much as you see his face, which is weird. Yeah, and like, we watched this movie a week ago, and it's, I I, I don't know, I don't remember anything about it, so I could be wrong about this, but like, I feel like there were several scenes that like, they couldn't figure out a thing to do with him, and like, everyone else is there but him. So I mean, it's very much like the, the thing that they do anytime hands would be necessary. And they just don't show that, like, thing being done. They just show, like, the effects. Or, like, oh, you can see these ropes. 
wrapping around a thing because they've been thrown, but you don't get to see it be thrown. Yeah. You don't get to see this character because, like, he's he doesn't fit. He, he doesn't just, fit. He just doesn't fit. And that's sad. And he just drops his friends into fires and goes home and probably feels not useless, but not the most useful in the world compared to his friends actively fighting the fire. And that's kind of sad. Yeah. I mean, this man has served his country and now he's, he's serving his country as a a firefighter. But he's probably just, he's probably a lonely guy. I yeah. am really glad that they watch TV with him. Yeah, he was in that scene. But like, still, that's gotta be rough. Mm. There are so many places he can't go due to his size. There are so many things that he's gonna, he's gotta like, he's gotta drop his friends off. And then just hope that they live while he leaves or just doesn't go near the fire because there's no reason for him to go near the fire because he can't do anything else. Yeah. Man, that's just, that's real sad. We got a lot of planes to get through. You want to move on to another one? What? Huh? Oh, there's another wiki quote of the day. Whoop, whoop. Or is it wiki, wiki, wiki? Wicked, 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 wicked quote of the yeah. Wicked, wicked, wicked quote of the day. According to the movie's release in Israel, okay, he is seen as the villain of the film. Wait, Gabby? That's what this Wikipedia is saying. What? How? What? How? I don't know. He is in no way villainous. Which wiki are you on? Um, I'm on. Disneyplanes.fandom.com forward slash wiki forward slash cabbie. Uh, huh. I can't see the rest of the link, but it's cabbie. I. That's very, very do you, strange. Do you think it's because of like military conflicts and they just like a, a cultural thing? I was like, I can get it, but like, that's sad. I don't. I think maybe they just changed some stuff for their release of it. I don't know. That's the only thing I can think of. He's just like, well, like we said, he's not even like important in this movie. So I don't know how he could be an antagonist. It says he is rude, but is not a villain. Cad is the anti-hero. Cad, right, so this well, person is talking about Cad. They don't. This person says he looks like a villain, but not much. Cad is the villain. So, Mike Wazowski, R-O-R, I guess Roar Omega Roar, is like, okay, so I guess he kind of looks bad because he's, like, dark and has, like, red lines all over him. Yes, like the cabbie? Don't know what that comment means, and he looks like the villain. He What? He does nothing to impede the protagonists. Like process. He only he, he helps is... and watches TV with his friends. I mean, these are fan edited. We have no idea the veracity of that that claim. I don't think. I think someone's just wrong, or they changed major things for the release in Israel. I really gotta see the the movie if it's that different in Israel. Yeah, especially if they didn't change any like animation they just changed his voice to make him villainous he just says some like weird slurs i mean that would do it that would do it john i want to talk about a different plane windlifter okay windlifter's a helicopter he's one of the firefighters he has a flame retardant in him and he's a native american and a stereotype yes uh he exercises that is true do we do we want to talk about that well (laughs) i guess maybe because like he is uh like his job is to lift heavy loads you know as a helicopter and he is a former lumberjack yes i remember them saying that actually uh so like if they can train strength it would make sense for him to be the one doing it but like yeah i don't know how they uh we talked about this a little bit in the episode 
in which we talked about this, but it would just like make him weaker if he's a machine. Mm-hmm. You just wear and and as we were inside of Dusty, we know that he's like a lot machine. Yeah, maybe he's just showing off. He knew the new kid was coming and was like, I'm going to go do that thing with the logs. And everyone was like, why do you do that? Like, it's cool, I guess. Maybe he just wanted to be cool. Maybe. So I want to talk about something that I find to be a little bit interesting in this film. Go. Weird kind of racism, maybe. But it has nothing to do with that. Who is the commander? Of this firefighting team. Blade Ranger. Alright. Who is the second in command of this firefighting team? Windlifter. So so you're telling me that an ex-actor and an ex-lumberjack somehow outrank ex-military when it comes to chain of command of a, a government safety organization yeah that is i mean it, do you want to know could... what those two share that everyone else doesn't oh uh, they're helicopters huh they're the helicopters yeah huh you know what would be I a g- great use for the ex-military cabbie put some flame retardant in him he can't go near the fire because he's too large and he can't get near the trees that would be very dangerous and it wouldn't really help all that much. But he would be great at staying above the scene and keeping an eye on everyone and telling them where to go and what to do. He is, in several ways, better suited for this position. And for some reason, he just isn't? Yeah, and like this is not speaking to your point, but also real quick, he could have like evac'd a bunch of those cars in him after he dropped the smoke jumpers out. Like clearly they could have fit in him at yeah, least like, yeah. I don't know, four or five at a time, get him back to your base where it's safe or somewhere. Good point. Good point. But yeah, that your, your point is. Yeah. He's got I military don't... experience. He can't go near the fire, but he has the ability to stay above it and keep an eye on everyone. Come on. I, I mean, it's entirely possible. I don't know possible. if Blade Ranger is older. I don't know if Windlifter is older. Maybe they've just been there longer, but it's hard to believe yeah. that because military men oftentimes retire from military a lot earlier or younger. Like, But I mean... Blade could it, have been Blade for, like, the actor for a good... Like, he could have been that until his, like, 40s. Well, they actually say that Chops had, like... I don't know, I want to say like 120-ish episodes. So we break that down five seasons. Mm-hmm. Five seasons, so like five or six years. So like, okay. he and he looked young in that. So I'd say like, I don't know, he was 26-ish when his friend died. Maybe like 30. I really doubt they cast him at like 19. Well, yeah, that's why I said maybe like 30. Uh... Maybe like 30 uh, and... I don't know. I feel like they would then, probably cast someone closer to 30 to play the cop. No, but they were like... It seemed like the dynamic was they were like two rookie cops. They seemed very young in the footage they showed, which is a weird thing to say about a helicopter. I, I didn't get... Wait, all right. What's the what's the movie based off of? Chops? Yeah. Chips? Chips. That's the TV all show. All right. I'm going to look up the age of the actors in that. You know, that's fair enough. That was probably a thing we could have done instead of all this hullabaloo. The lead actor would have started at the age of, like, 30. Fine. (laughs) Nice. You're right. (laughs) All right. Okay, so yeah. And, like, being an actor, you, you gotta work at that for a few years before you, like, get a major role. Yeah, but he still would have retired at, like, 36. Which is older than I was thinking. 36, he retires. Like, it's very common for people to go in and out of the military by age, like, 24, 25. I mean, but there's nothing saying that uh, 
Cabby went military then directly to a firefighter. He could have had a long period in there where he was doing, I don't know, something else. Or he could be in like a more like uh like a non combat role for a while, you know. Technically like the, I don't think he was ever a we, combat we don't role. know. We don't know. Well he he was shot at. He was he shot was, at he saw combat. But that was yes. Is what I was saying. Yes, but that was uh delivering the special units. Alright. All I'm saying is, it really seems like being a helicopter gets you pretty far in this world. In this firefighting world, yeah. Firefighting world. Not a world that all that many people are going to be eager to, like, rush into, you know, because it, it takes a hero. But still. Still. Yeah. All right. So, uh... We've talked about, like, two characters. <laughs> we haven't even we talked really talked. Jumpers. <laughs> we haven't even really talked about, uh... The second one. Yep. Uh, right, Windlifters. Native American. See, I feel like the reason we don't want to talk about this one, or at least probably me, is just because, like, what else is there to say except for I'm uncomfortable talking about him because he is clearly a stereotype, even if he was played by an actual Native American, uh, that I just I don't know what I can say because, like, who knows? It's It's uncomfortable. Then let's... Move on to Lil Dipper. All right, Lil Dipper. Oh, yeah. Who is this lady? She is a plane uh, who is obsessed with Dusty Crop Hopper. And who wouldn't be? He's a stud. I mean, a lot of people wouldn't be. Like most of the people he interacts with. Is there an ice cream truck like going back and forth outside your house? That is very likely. Okay, that's fine. It's very quiet. I just wanted to know for me. <laughs> yeah, yesterday I really, I was really tempted. All right, Fair so enough. Lil Dipper, she yes, is yes. really into this racer. Like, in not a healthy or okay way, I would say. See, I was wanting, I was wanting to ask your opinions on it, because let's face it, it's real settling. One of her lines was, I like watching you sleep. And it wasn't, oh, they just woke up from having spent the night together. Yeah. No, she was just watching him for days while he was recovering, just staring at him. Which, like, honestly, you tell me that, and I think, oh, that's so sweet. She cares about him that much. And then she just goes and says, I like watching you sleep. That ruins it. It makes it so creepy. It flips a nice moment into being just like the worst. And they do, they fully do play it as a nice moment at first. Like they, they do exactly mm-hmm. that. They, they have, I think, Blade Never say, left like, your side. Yeah, like she said, oh, uh, Little Dipper never left your side. And like it has Dusty look over at her, maybe with like a new appreciation in his eyes. And you think like, is this happening? Uh, and then she says her I like watching you sleep line and you're like oh nope she's still creepy and unhealthy and that's cool yeah. I guess guys it it wasn't like the concern for someone that you care about it was the obsession of a fan Yeah, it went from oh I was worried that you weren't feeling well and you might like have complications or anything could happen no it was I like watching you sleep. I, I spent the entire movie like hoping that she would get better and like they would somehow end up together, but they just didn't want that to happen for some reason. Yeah, they, they could have. And done. I don't know. I don't know if it's because they didn't want a love interest, or if because like societal bad reasons. Okay, tell me what the societal bad reasons reasons are. I'll bite. Okay, so a weird visual goof they do a time or several is they point out the size disparity between them, and okay. she's significantly larger than him. That's a and I don't think that's why. But oh man, they could ooh that could be re- reinforcing stereotypes of like fangirls. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't love that, but like. I wouldn't 
jump to that conclusion if there weren't specific gags based on it. Yeah. Like the You're time right. she puts her turbine out and like wraps around him because she's already over top of him because she's bigger than him. And like, I just, I really hope that that's not what it was. But again, the whole thing with El Choup and the French Canadian woman, everything about that was creepy. I'm worried that it was just like, even if it wasn't conscious, it was subconscious and bad. Yeah. Like, I, I think you're absolutely right that they could have given her, like, an arc. Like, it would have been really cool and, like, a good way to handle it, I think, if they had had her learn to, like, be like, oh, celebrities are people. You should treat them as such. You shouldn't elevate people to this insane level uh, because it's not healthy for you. It's not healthy for them. It co- It could have been a really interesting bit of having her learn to interact with Dusty. Even if it's like a, like a, not even a B plot, like an C, D, F, E, F plot somewhere way in the background. But no, it's just the whole movie. She's very creepy towards him and very unhealthy. And that's a shame. They could have been cooler than that. Honestly, I feel like like if they just took out that one line at the end. Yes. And just gave her something like a little bit more heartfelt and genuine. And that he's just like, he didn't have to do that, but I really appreciate it. That would have been amazing but no they they had to twist the knife yeah and like <sighs> it, it we are over analyzing this it's a children's movie and they did it because they wanted to have an easy joke character like most of the characters are but like i don't know you can give kids a bit more credit have a character grow a little bit yeah yeah oh boy i don't want to talk about her anymore she's was a Cargo plane in Alaska, which is like not, I don't know, Alaska exists, I guess. <laughs> All right. So one question, did any of these people choose firefighter first? No, that was a point of the, they, uh, after he found out about uh, Blade being an actor, I think, uh, he was like, oh, oh well, okay. none of us, we all came from different things. So you know that. You know that part where they were doing the sight gag based on her, like, wrapping her arm around him? Yes. I had forgotten a very important part of that, which was when she then said, they're real. Oh, yeah, she certainly did. Okay, we have to talk about her a little longer. Uh... So, we've we've mentioned several times, we think headlights are somehow, like, genitals, like, oftentimes we think they're, like, breasts, just because, like honkers or headlights what's that one called it's called honkers but the sign has is the headlights neon yeah and like the headlights like pop on and off as if like here's the draw boys okay so there's that there's also just like checking out rear ends there's also the old man taint and in this one there's just part of a wing there was the propeller in the first planes movie what is and what is not sexual to these people yeah i just looked at looked it up it's it was her pontoon if you don't know what we're talking about again i'm sure none of you watched planes fire and rescue which is fair enough uh but she like just extends her pontoon from her wing uh down onto dusty which and then says oh yeah they're real god yeah, I guess that would that would imply boob, right? It wouldn't imply any other human analog. But Lucas, I want you to imagine that you're going on a date with a gal. Okay, and she just slaps her boob on my shoulder? Slaps her, not even on your shoulder, on the other shoulder. Like, around you. She takes her breast and places it around you. You know, and then I w- and then says they're real. Yeah, I wouldn't believe that statement. I don't think. <laughs> okay, and they're extending from her wings, which would be like her arms, I guess. Yeah, oh God, it's hard to ma- 
force human anatomy on planes if you've never tried to do that at home. Oh boy. Okay, so she has just the the strangest elasto boob. Yeah. All right. That's a I guess that's that's it for this character. Yeah, I don't want to talk about a little dipper anymore. <laughs> Let's talk about uh all right, I'm gonna save Blade for last. Let's talk about Maru. The single greatest doctor in the Cars universe, I think we can say, that we know of. The single greatest mad scientist yeah. in this universe. And doctor. A He's man. Definitely also a doctor. I mean, I'm thinking it's like a Frankenstein esque doctor, because when he fixes something, it's better than new. Yeah. He'll just slap things together and just create whatever he wants out of out of what other people would call garbage. Or like, okay. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, I'm gonna do the thing you did and say, imagine you have like Lucas, stop everything. Stop everything right now. Okay. We got another wicked 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 quote of the day. Under trivia, he boasts the first opposable thumb in the Planes films. Okay, 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 okay. How? What? In what sense? Uh, uh, is what? What is there evidence of this? Okay. uh, I've got... Lucas, he's got a thumb, maybe? One of their hands? He's got one, man. He's got part of a hand. Okay. Alright, one of the comments. It says, what opposable thumb? That's it. That's it. What What opposable thumb? Yeah, I think Where's we're both... Where's the thumb? I'm looking through pictures. I can't see a thumb... Also, can we talk about the fact that uh, in this picture, uh, Skylifter is wearing aviators? Oh, Windlifter? That's... Yes, he is. Y- yep. Yeah, Windlifter he... the Sky Crane? Those would have to be specifically made to be large enough for him in a universe okay. where everyone has different sized heads. Like, massive. Okay, we all Lucas. have different... Obviously, whatever. I got it. Alright, so look at a picture of him. Got it. Look at his right arm air quotes sure do you see the pivot points oh yeah there are multiple pivot points which is nonsense yeah (laughs) but okay i think it's a bit of a stretch to call that an opposable thumb it's like an opposable arm i know what they're talking about and i can be okay with it now yeah, it's I'm it's not, not an opposable to, thumb. I'm not gonna freak out. Okay. He, okay. It's like he has an arm that can bend, as opposed to just go up and down. So that's that's nothing. That's nothing. Okay, so let's talk about how maybe, just maybe, that's the only reason he's able to fix him when no one else could, because he's some sort of Freak of nature with a tentacle instead of an arm. Okay, that makes what the thing I was going to do even better. Imagine you have a heart condition. It's not fatal, but like it causes you to not be able to do the Olympic sprints you used to do. Uh, You become a firefighter, a lot of stuff happens. You get very hurt in a fire, and you wake up from your coma. Go ahead. Lucas, so I've got a heart condition, and the first thing I do is become a firefighter? You do, in fact, become a firefighter after being diagnosed with a heart condition. That means you can't exert yourself. Uh, <laughs> but, um... What? Nope. Alright, let's get let's move on. <laughs> the good news is, it's been said that it's inoperable because, like, for whatever reason, you can't get a heart transplant. 
uh, because they don't make your kind of heart. The metaphor is falling apart a little bit, uh, but they don't go... have my heart. Sure, yes, uh, but you get very hurt in a firefighting accident, and you wake up from your medical coma, and there's a doctor with a tentacle, and he says, "Good news, son. I took some other hearts and I just slapped them together, and now you're fine." <laughs> Everything's cool now, kid. You got a slapdash Frankenheart. Uh, I think you mean you wake up and he says, "I've got, I've got news." Yeah. Well, that... you you know your heart. You know your. Well, you have that heart condition. Well, I put a bunch of stuff in you, and now it's better. Like I just and then, like, like his tentacle just twitches a little bit. I just, like, played around in there for a while. I don't even know what I did, man. But your heart's, I guess, better. And so, uh, after this person with a heart condition becomes a firefighter and then has Dr. Frankenstein fix their heart, they then ask, so why did you do that, like, while I was dying on your table instead of, like, just focusing on the fact that I was dying? And his response would be, are you asking me? Because he doesn't have one. Yeah. Because he can. Because he's a mad scientist with a tentacle arm. Man, we've created qu- quite the fiction for Maru. The character from Planes, Fire, and Rescue that none of you have ever heard of. I think you mean <laughs> we have realized the insane existing fiction for this just crazy character. Yeah, okay, you got me there. We have revealed it. We haven't come up with it. I want to spend just a tiny bit more time on the smoke jumpers before we get back to Blade. Just because, like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's weird that they're also trained in, like, aerobatics. What are you talking about? It's it's only normal for these vehicles to just jump out of their buddy with parachutes and do sick flips and tricks. Do they (sighs) even use parachutes for that little segment? Or do they just land on the ramp as if that's cool? I don't remember. I, I don't remember parachutes being involved. Use parachutes. I mean, they'd have to. They they'd do. have to. They would just crash through the the very wooden <laughs> ramp. Uh, now, wouldn't that be a great ending? Now, I want. Yeah, I want to go back to how we were saying. Uh, if they killed Dusty, it would be an eight or something. If they let those. If they got to the end of the movie. (laughs) And the big celebration back at Prop Wash Junction Airport, grand reopening. Just ends when four people splat real hard onto the ground. They're all just dead. They just go straight through the ramp because they weigh like a thousand to two thousand pounds and it's made of wood. It would have been from a plane. It would have been an incredible, like, 83-minute setup for an incredible, incredible punchline that was entirely worth it. A 10 out of 10 movie. Yes. Very much so. Yeah. That would, okay, I'm going to be real. If that happened, it would be my favorite movie. It would be pretty good. I don't know if I would ever want to watch it again, but that would just be the funniest thing ever. But like, if if you ever watched it with someone else, all you would do the whole movie is, knowing the ending, just watch them think, they think this is just a normal movie. They have no idea. They have no idea that that avalanche drip, uh, dynamite, pinecone, and blackout are going to just die. Like, explicitly. At the end of this film. Explicitly and just in a horrifying, so sudden way in front in a ball of an of fire, audience. You know, like there's still no, vehicles. No, I don't want there to be any fire. I want you to see every little bit just crash and be torn apart. <laughs> well, that's way better than anything else we could have said about the sky jumpers so i think we should just go ahead and move the smoke jumper so we should move on to blade all right so blade 
Voiced by Ed Harris. What what is he? He's a helicopter. What kind? He is uh, several different ones mixed together, as is the standard for these vehicles in these universe. He is an Augusta Westland, AW109, AW139, and a Bell 429 Global Ranger. I don't know what any of that means. No one does. (laughs) He is painted mainly red with icy blue eyes. Ooh. Ooh. There we go. Finally. Getting to the good stuff. What what's his inspiration, Lucas? Go ahead and tell our audience what inspires this man. He was an actor and then his friend freaking died <laughs> in a fiery explosion and he didn't know what to do about it. Yep. Yeah, yep. that was that was a very shortened version of it, but he was an actor at a show called Chops in which he played a police officer and during a stunt his friend crashed and died. And he was traumatized by the fact that he didn't know what to do in that situation. So he became a firefighter. So I guess he would know what to do in those situations and no one would feel that helpless. I got there. Yep. That's, uh, that's, that's pretty dark. Yeah. That'd be like a really good. Yeah. It's, it's like a movie in like inciting incident, inspiration type thing. Not usually like a kid's movie one, but. Yeah, I could very well watch a movie like that, and it would be amazing. And, and then they put it in this movie, because reasons. Like, from the get-go, when they were like, oh, he had a partner on this show, I was like, oh, he's dead. Cool. Like, the second they showed him, I was like, okay, that guy's dead and is why he's a firefighter. Uh, But, like... That's not revealed. We talk again. We talk about this in the planes uh, fire and rescue episode, but like they show him on this TV show, and they're like, "Look at that! Our captain used to be an actor. Isn't that so funny? Let's make a drinking game out of it." And then, like half an hour later, they somberly are like, "Oh, you, you didn't know? His partner died, and Blade blames himself. That's why you can't talk to him about the show." I'm like, yeah. I don't know. Then don't watch it in secret drinking party games. And maybe, and maybe tell him that, you know, when you first watch it. Maybe tell him that right away. Maybe be like, hey, there's a reason we don't talk about this. We don't talk about it for this reason. So it's important you know that so you don't ever let it slip because that would be terrible. Yeah, like, show him... <sighs> All you got to do is like move the corner of stuff that was covering his portrait on the wall of fame or whatever it was and be like, oh, the reason we don't talk. He was in a show. This was his friend. He died in that show. It's very sad. He doesn't like to talk about it. Don't mention it to him. Don't you don't even have to show him the show. You don't. You really don't. Yeah. Okay. so one thing that bothers me, it's just a really dumb thing to bother me, but. In this film, how do you get on the wall? You die, you crash, and you uh, crash. Presuma- presumably die. Yeah, but they, they only say crash. Yeah, you're right. They mention death in the movie, but they don't say die when it would have been a much better word to use because, as is obvious, many crashes happen in these movies. You don't get your they picture sure up there because you crash. You, you get a there because you didn't survive the crash i mean well i guess we don't know that because we never revisit the wall after any of the these characters crash and survive so i don't know maybe they put him up there maybe dusty could be on the wall he did a very bad crash that almost killed him and i don't know you could say uh blade also crashed Yeah, yeah he crashed uh, you'd think they would have put Blade's picture right next to his partner, though. Which, I'm pretty sure you see that picture after the crash had happened. Yeah, I I, I mean, we, we get... I feel like we should just assume that, like, it's a death thing. Yeah. Like, if you die in the line of duty, you get put on the wall. Yeah, yeah. Alright. You think... So, so, what else do we have for Blade? 
He was an actor. He's got just piercing blue eyes. Gosh, he sure does. I'm glad some. I'm glad someone was brave enough to put that in his wiki. And also, his flesh is burned off, and he's fine. Yeah, he has a really intense moment where he uh, in which bravely sacrifices his like whole face so that Dusty won't get burned. But then he's completely fine. Yeah, he throws himself in between a fire and Dusty, which is weird because you'd think like, I don't know, they're aerial vehicles, but they're in a cave in this scene. Yep. You get it. Uh, Or a mine. I don't know. Uh, And like you see the paint being what melted, burned off. It bubbles off of him. You know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, like blistering off when you have a, a third degree burn. And then he's fine because no one is hurt permanently, permanently ever. Yeah, but that's our like, like intellectual critique of the movie. Let's let's go in universe here. And we can assume that like, I don't know, maybe he was just in incredible, incredible play. It, I just said incredible plane. Christ. Uh, incredible pain. You're right. He the whole is time an he was out there, you know. Plane, especially for a helicopter. Certainly. All right, let's talk about something like, that's a little a little uh, silly for me, but he burns off the side of his face pretty much. He he permanently scars himself presumably in this situation to save a person. Which I think is an amazing metaphor when you think about the fact that his entire career before he became a firefighter was all about how he could present himself. It's it's a very okay. a very strictly oh, you have to look the right part. You have to have a certain look. And that's something that he was willing to just throw away to protect someone else for like in the in this cave where he was also about to be crushed. He was about to give up his life. He was about to give up something that would have meant so much to him. And it was just this beautiful, like, moment of he's sacrificing any semblance of his old passions, his old life. He sacrifices all of that just to help someone, which is just a great moment that represents his entire character. And I love it. Yeah. Good one, Johnny. That was a good little turn you did there for him. <sighs> Piercing blue eyes. I agree. All right. I All right. Well, I, th- I feel like I should say something. I, I agree with what John said. It was a good thing he said. I think it's probably time to wrap it up. You agree? Wait, John. It's time for a question from Liz. Question from Liz? Yes. Hit me with that question from Liz. As I implied before the episode, it's not going to be a great uh, conversation sparker, maybe, but that's okay. It is in its entirety. Well, I, I want to give the sort of back and forth here, because okay. I like doing that. Uh, parting the kimono a bit. I asked my Liz, do you have a question from Liz about like firefighting in general in the cars world? And she said, Smokey the Bear. I said, that's not a question. And she said, Smokey the Bear? So, <laughs> that's all. Smokey the Bear? Smokey the Bear. Yep. I don't know. He would be probably a tractor. They like making their animals tractors. They really do. They really do. Yep, Smokey that answers that one. Tractor. <laughs> we did it. We did. Got it in one. I think the answer uh, to Smokey the Bear is yes. I think it's probably. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. You you you're good. We, time to wrap yes, up. Yes. Uh, that's that's the episode. Thank you for listening. That sounded weird and not genuine. Thank you so much for listening. It's genuinely a cool thing that you're listening to our podcast, and we appreciate it. Uh. I don't know, you want to say some of the wrap-up stuff? Remember to like, comment, subscribe, uh, rate, do anything like that that you possibly can. Please tell everyone you know about us that you think could enjoy listening to this. 
we uh we don't pay to advertise, so we would uh really appreciate it. Um word of mouth. That's what that's called. Remember uh, to email us at thecachat at gmail.com. Yes, and you can follow us on Twitter or tweet at us at uh, at thecachat on Twitter. And specifically, you can do those things if you have a suggestion for a name for the wiki quote of the day segment that doesn't have a name, but it like it does, but like that's the joke. Is that like either I or now you come up with a name? Y'all get it. Uh, if that's everything, I'm Lucas. <laughs> and I am also Lucas. Remember to float like a butterfly. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> All right, remember to float like a Cadillac. And sting like a beaver.